This is Rennie Knopf with Championship BBQ TV, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Okay. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. I originate from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here. Lots of stuff to get to this evening, so if you want to jump in, it's a phone call, 216-220-0966. Yes, that's the right phone number, 216-220-0966. If you want to get in on the phone, if you want to get on the email, this is how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com. Or on the Twitter and Instagrams at BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening on the show. Coming up in the first interview segment, about 13 minutes from now, you will find the third Tuesday of the month regular guest. He is a prolific live fire cookbook author. He is a prolific author in every sense of the word, not just related to live fire cooking. You'd recall a couple years ago, he did a fictional piece, Islands Apart, I believe is the name of that book. So not only can he write about the live fire, he can also get fictional on it and do something completely different than live fire cooking. That is, of course, the creator of Barbecue Bible and the cooking class instructor that houses the same uh, Barbecue University title at the Broadmoor, amongst various other things, appearances, and so forth. Stephen Reichlin will be joining me here on the show, and we have a number of topics to get to as it relates to the world of barbecue and grilling and things that he's up to. So looking forward to catching up with Stephen. Hold on, I knew it. I can hear the music going on in the back. I forgot to shut down the music program that was running in the back. Uh, 9.35 or 35 past the hour. Uh, we have open segment, so I have a bunch of stuff that I'd like to talk about, get off my chest, make observations on. So if you would like to do the same, I welcome you to call in or email, and I will get to it at that point. Again, the number is 216-220-0966. Then we'll move to the second hour. And in the second hour for the second show in a row, we'll be discussing cookers. This one has been around for as long as charcoal cooking implements have been around, more or less. If you are any fan of live fire cooking, you have heard the name Hasty Bake. And again, 70 years this year, 70 years in business. So we'll be talking to the marketing director from Hasty Bake 
Jennifer Caudle, and she'll kind of hip us to the whole history of Hasty Bake, how it's grown over the decades, and what it is positioning to do as we move into the future. Certainly, there are a number of cooking apparatuses to choose from anymore. More and more are coming out what seems like by the week. But this one is definitely falling into that tried and true category. The folks that have Hasty Bake ovens are kind of like Big Green Egg people or Weber Grill people. You find a niche, you have those fans and those Allegiant customers, and while it might not be their only piece that they have in their backyard or in their live fire burn area at their home or on a campsite or summer home or what have you, it might just very well be their prize piece or favorite cooker in the arsenal, if you will. And those are Hasty Bakes. I think Meathead says that's one of his favorite cookers that he ever has, and he's a big fan of using it quite often. And, of course, Hasty Bakes claim to fame. You can do everything in the Hasty Bake. It's not just a grilling thing. It's also a slow smoker. It's also an oven to bake in. A lot of other cookers out there on the market today offering up Similar concepts or similar ideas. It's a all-in-one type of a thing. This one has been around for 70 years. So we'll talk to Jennifer Caudle about Hasty Bake in the second hour. Looking forward to getting some inside information there on the Hasty Bake. I've been a fan from afar for 10 years, 11 years. Hasty Bake getting the name not for the reason that you might think. So stay tuned for the second hour. Getting emails about where we are in the iTunes feed situation. Last week I said I thought we were close. I know we haven't aced out the whole situation, but now we are in a holding pattern of finalization. I was finally able to get back to iTunes, get through some of their support, resubmit the show. It is now under review which shouldn't take more than 48 to 72 hours. That was submitted last night after I was finally able to change the name of the show for now. If you subscribe to the show or you get it through some form of podcast catcher at this point, it's not going to affect you. You might see barbecue spelled differently for now, but I had to do that in order to get it back into iTunes. And then once that's approved, I can go back and switch it back to BBQ Central Show. And then it will be visible again in iTunes. So, again, if you were already subscribed to the show through iTunes, it wasn't affecting you. You were getting the updates. It was people that were going into iTunes Store and searching Grilling Podcast or Barbecue Podcast. My show wasn't showing up as an option to subscribe to. So, hopefully, that will be remedied and I can give you that final update a week from today. But moving along slowly, but definitely in a positive direction And I will confirm with you once it's back in the iTunes store so you can tell all your friends if they haven't subscribed to it already to subscribe through it on iTunes if that's the only way they want to do it. I mean, you can do it through Stitcher and TuneIn and iHeartRadio and Google Music and Google Podcasts. Every other podcast catcher or platform you have to not worry about. It's there, available, subscribe, get updates, all that good stuff. Not with iTunes because they're punks, but we're working through that. So I hope to give you that final update next week or as soon as it comes back online. Also last week, I talked about the revision to the steak cooking 
agenda that we've been working on here the last couple weeks. And I cooked up a couple steaks a couple days ago. Man, I have to tell you, and maybe it's because I haven't been doing them a lot and I've become overconfident in my skills, but my steak game is struggling. And I don't want to be the host that is going to sit here and tell you how awesome I am or how I always knock everything out of the park or everything is delicious. I'm perfect. You're not. Learn from me. I'm not that guy. I've never lived like that. I'm not going to start living like that because I want you to know that I'm a genuine person and that I F up probably a lot more than a lot of these other guys that I actually have on the show that are doing it all the time. And while I think I might be cooking a lot of steak, I might not be cooking near as much as I think because my steak game on the whole for the finished temp struggling. So I need to practice more because the grill grates, I believe, have really jacked up my overall temps in my grill. Now, look, if you go to grillgrate.com and you read through everything they talk about as far as how it evens out the temperature and how it reduces flare-up and how it'll give you great crosshatch of grill marks or sear marks or whatever, which I could really give a crap about, all that's true, all of it's believable. The one thing that they also mention that I evidently have discounted, and I'll tell you why here in a second, is it also says, will make your grill cook hotter with them than without or with the standard OEM grates. So you do have to allot for that. I didn't notice it as much when I had my Weber Genesis 3 burner, the Silver Beat, but when I got the new Fervor Icon a year ago or so, I had the OEM grates, had the temperature pretty much dialed in, was really making some killer steaks. Then I decided to retro the fervor with the grill grates. So I yanked out the OEM grates, dropped in the custom-made grill grates from uh, Grill Grate, which I paid for, by the way. And I don't think I've taken into account how much hotter it makes that grill. So while I think I am doing well, I'm still overcooking. So I pulled the steak at what I thought was 130 degrees out there with my thermopen sticking perhaps too much, and it it still ended in like medium plus range, like when I cut into it, looked at color and all that stuff. So I have to get out there, practice a little bit more, maybe start pulling it off at 125. Now look, in my defense, super juicy, Flavor was awesome. I used Double Secret, Big Papa Smoker's Rub, and Dave Bosca's Grilling Addiction Match Made in Heaven, topped with a bit of butter-flavored grilling oil as they were coming off. To be honest, that's twice I have found that their products blend very well together. The other side, Sweet Money and Honey Rub work really great on pork products, so thank you, gentlemen, for great products. Again, which I buy. But man, do they taste great. So gotta step up the steak game and i will continue to practice and reap the rewards of both good cooks and bad cooks hey behind every great meal is a great grill but not just any grill a traeger grill and the timberline is traeger's most advanced grill yet it allows you to grill smoke bake roast braise and barbecue like a pro no matter what your level thanks to the incredible wood fire taste seriously if you don't know flavor You don't know it until you're cooking with it. And that's because Traeger uses all-natural hardwood pellets. So fuel is literally the flavor that you're cooking with. From low and slow smoked ribs to a seared steak, even a baked apple pie, Traeger's can handle it all. 
and the Traeger Timberline makes it even easier thanks to the Wi-Fi capability. You can check out your cooks, kick up the temperature, and set custom cook cycles anytime, anywhere, all right through the Traeger app. In fact, I should go check on my pork butt and brisket right now. Find a local Traeger dealer or check them out online at TraegerGrills.com. Want to step up your barbecue game? Yeah, you do. Traeger Shop Class is going coast to coast right now, bringing barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired food everywhere they go. Taught by professional pitmasters, you'll take home all the skills you need to reach barbecue glory. Find a shop class near you or sign up today at TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. That's TraegerGrill.com slash shop class. Made two of the best pork butts I have ever made over the weekend on the Traeger Timberline 850. I think in part because A, the cooker, B, Smithfield pork butts came out solid. So tender. So much. People were coming to me telling me how tender the meat was. Aside from the taste, can't get over how tender this is. Got to thank that Timberline. Rocked it up. 9 p.m., two butts on, 225, super smoke. Kicked it up to 250 at 5 a.m. Finished them off by 8 o'clock in the morning, and then they were wrapped up, ready for transport. Everybody enjoyed them at 2 p.m. So remember, pork butts stay hot a long time. Stephen Reichlin coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, and of course, my favorite grilling oils. All of Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit as well as in the backyard worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood. Visit butcherbbq.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. I'm telling you, if you haven't gotten with the grilling oils yet. Do yourself a favor. Get with the grilling oils. My first guest is seen the third Tuesday of each month on this show, a 2015 Barbecue Hall of Famer, a TV show host, barbecue cooking class instructor, multiple-time author. Let's go ahead and race to the Traeger Grills hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Stephen Reichel. Stephen, how are you, buddy? I'm great, man. How about you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Stephen. Appreciate you making time for the show, as always. And a number of different topics that I wanted to get to here this evening. And uh, the first of which, I guess, kind of pulls us back at a very high level here. You know, we talk about what foods to make and give me some recipes. And I have food bloggers and uh, authors like yourself, cooking class instructions. We really get down into the nitty gritty of how to make something or how to throw a good party. And I think one of the things that might get overlooked a little bit, or perhaps the better observation is people are taking a lot more advantage of whatever space they have in the backyard or at their vacation home or whatever, not buying a car or maybe not buying a boat, but really heavily investing in that outdoor living space or burn area. And I'm wondering if you're seeing the same kind of trend that I am in your travels. 
Well, absolutely. You know, when I started in this business, grilling was a special occasion activity. I mean, now it, the outdoor kitchen is an extension of the indoor kitchen. Grilling is one more method of cooking we use, like baking, uh, broiling, sautéing, frying. And, you know, for me, it's the best because it adds flavor. It's an intrinsically flavor-boosting method. Stephen, outside entertaining areas, from a suggestion standpoint, I would imagine if you travel around and you're getting to see you know, some of the really loaded out places, or as you attend shows and you see some of those cool setups out there, do you have any suggestions for people that are looking this summer to kind of make their backyard a little bit more of an outdoor living area, some things that they should have, and then some stretch goals that a Stephen Reichland might suggest if the budget allows? Well, first of all, I mean, there are two strategies for building an outdoor kitchen. Uh, and one is to have everything matchy-matchy, you know, uh, uniform cookers, uh, lots of stainless steel, all designed by the same company. And I mean, for that route, Kalamazoo is a really good example. Uh, everything built in, everything totally top of the line. The other strategy, it's the one I follow, is what my wife calls the hardware store display, uh, you know, uh, area approach i'm always rotating new grills in and out of my kitchen uh nothing matches because i'm you know i select the uh, komodo style cooker i think is the best i select the wood burning grill i think is the best i select the smoker i think is the best um and that is perhaps a little bit less felicitous to the eye but you know i like it because i'm always trying new things out you know um in terms of essentials, uh, sort of the two, biggest, the, the, the two biggest, neither of which have anything to do with grilling, uh, but one is great lighting, right? Because usually in a patio, the light is on the wall. Uh, you are in front of the grill, and uh, there is great obscurity and shadow on whatever you're grilling. So set it up so you've got light that's illuminating uh, the grill surface where you're cooking. The other thing is running water, you know, uh, really nice to have an out, uh, hot and cold uh, running water outdoors. You know, I too have a hardware display effect on my back patio, but when, and these this has nothing to do with cooking either, but we found matching the tables and chairs, uh, sitting devices, and, you know, some of the other more uh, internal or homey type things was more of an important thing for us than it was to try and match all of the cookers. I would imagine, especially if you're somebody like me or somebody like you, it's great to have a wide variety of cookers and matching is uh, couldn't be second secondary to, to, to whatever, as long as you have the options. But if you can make that match, maybe some of those living decorations are uh, where you want to make that effort. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I do want to assure everybody all of my chairs match, uh, my table matches. Uh, you know, my wife's in charge of that, and she's she's pretty design conscious in that arena. So it took a while for us to get to summer, but now that we are here, we've certainly had a run of a number of hot days in a row here, a couple different times during summer, at least here in Cleveland. I'm sure, you know, down in Florida or you're in Martha's Vineyard typically at this time of the year, so you've probably seen some heat as well. Just got back. What about outdoor cooling options? I don't know if people really put a lot of thought into this other than, hey, it's hot, uh, let's put up a 10 by 10 canopy. But even then, if it's indirect sunlight, you're kind of getting that salamander effect of the heat coming down off of that vinyl. Maybe you pitch up a, a fan to blow some hot air around. Are there any good 
cooling options that really cool that you're familiar with that you could share? Man, you know, that's uh, I, I'm very lucky to be on Martha's Vineyard. Even the hottest day by the time night falls, it's uh, there's a nice breeze. Uh, down in Miami, you know, where I spend my winters, um, they have systems that sort of, in effect, are misters. And, you know, by by hitting you with uh, tiny droplets of uh, water, there's a natural evaporation which keeps you cool. Uh, you might look into those. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm lucky. I've chosen beautiful grilling where, uh, weather year-round. There's an option that I have, and it doesn't work great for me. It's called, uh, the company's called Portacool, and they make evaporative coolers. Now, they'll sit there and tell you, don't get that confused with a swamp cooler. I have no idea what a swamp cooler is, but I would assume that people are just trying to lump it in like Kleenex is facial tissue. But uh, Portacool is an evaporative cooler, so there's some media on the back. It gets wet, dripping water, and then it pulls air through it, and then out, so you get cool. So if you live in the desert southwest, this is going to work really great because it has the opportunity to use that hot, dry air in front. So you almost get that. You step out of the pool, and the breeze hits you, so now you're cool. So that's like the, the process there. However, I have noticed when you're in Cleveland and it's 90 degrees and 100% humidity, you maybe get a five degree difference instead of that twenty five to thirty degree difference. But if you are in the desert southwest, that is a great cooling option. Uh, otherwise, you know, we just kind of use fans to to push it around yeah, and, and fan, yeah, one yeah. of those big industrial fans. Yeah, the brutalized through the heat because we love you know to what? get in the so, heat. Uh, just remember what it's like in January and February, and then all of a sudden the heat won't feel so bad. Yeah, that's right. We're not complaining. We're just uh, living through the reality of whatever that heat is. So. Uh, just but there's some, no such thing as uh, global warming. Our uh, genius politicians nope, assure us. Absolutely, uh, all the farce. You know, all the farce. Take, take take comfort in that. Stephen Reichland joining me here on the show, barbecuebible.com, his website. Um, Stephen, what do you think from a traveling or perhaps a, an internet slash social media perspective? Do you think one or the other has uh, has impacted the growth or the interest of live fire cooking more than the other? Well, I think they have, they're both important, but I think they have uh, served different roles. And I would say that traveling uh, provides content. I mean, for me, certainly, Barbecue Bible, my first book, uh, Planet Barbecue, every book I write, first thing I do is I pack a suitcase and I start traveling to do research. Uh, so I, I think the travel element is what provides the content. Social media uh, is what provides the audience, the buzz, um, you know, both work hand in hand, but for me, it's all about travel. When we talk about internet and social media, especially social media, I mean, Instagram, if you are a live fire cooker, a barbecue or griller or both, if you're not Instagram, you're missing out. Everybody's on there showing off their food, showing off how big of an expert and a know-it-all they are. So the question to you is somebody who is widely considered to be an expert in the industry, if you are not the expert, not an expert, the expert expert. in the industry, right, and the Barbecue Hall of Fame credentials to prove it. If you are new to the game, if you don't have a lot of experience uh, or you're a little green behind the ears as this is concerned and you start to fall over social media, how do you decipher who is legitimate or who is a hacker potentially? Oh, we got a guest on the show right now. There we go. Say hi to everybody out there. There she this is. is. Next generation of uh, grill masters in right. training. Wow. What a lucky gal. <laughs> yeah. How about that? 
I think we might have another one saying hi. This is Julian, and he is uh, also right. an ex-generation driller. Pitmaster in the making. Uh, fishing this afternoon, uh, so uh, never underestimate the importance of fresh fish on the grill. Right. Anyhow, I'm sorry. So uh, how do you recognize? You know, I'm a book guy. I mean, I book writing is what I do, and uh, I feel like there's a, there's a sort of a gravitas to a book. You can associate a book with a, an author and uh, with a consistent worldview. And for me, I always look for a book when I need an answer to a question, not to the Internet. Uh, now, maybe that's generational. Uh, maybe, I guess, I feel like when it's associated, you know, a lot of what you find on an Internet, on the Internet, there's no kind of personality attached to it. So, um, so, so the information may be great or it may not be great, but it's hard to tell. Stephen Reichland joining me here on the show. Stephen, I think... However, I, w- I will say you can always trust BarbecueBible.com. Of course, right. Um, but, I mean, there's just so much stuff out there anymore, right. and, you know, you start to do even a, a little bit of cursory digging around, and uh, it seems to, that the the popular thing right now is to start an account and repost everybody else's really awesome pictures, and somehow you get a lot of traffic and a lot of follows for putting... Somebody else's stuff that kind of sees, uh, seems like an underbelly of success in Instagram. Uh, I would agree. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've always believed the old adage, cream rises to the top. And, you know, come on, you guys and gals out there, you know where you get the information that's really useful to you. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the continued, I don't know if acceptance is the word, uh, certainly making and, and distributing is uh, accurate. But non-meat beef, uh, and it's got a, a bunch of different names. It's cultured beef. It's clean beef. It's whatever you want to call it. I call it things like the Impossible Burger or the Beyond Burger. There's a restaurant, very local chain here, owned by Michael Simon. Um, uh, the He also owns a barbecue restaurant, some higher-end establishments here in Cleveland. He's a Cleveland guy. Never does sure. the show, but he's a Cleveland guy. Uh, and he has actually put the, I think it's the Beyond Burger on his permanent menu as an option. As someone who has seen evolutions in this industry, probably like nobody else has, do you believe that this will continue to be something that is not only going to be accepted more and more, but will will now have 15 and 20 different options of these kind of burgers? Absolutely. You know, um, as a nation, as a culture, we're eating less meat, but we're eating better meat. Uh, the uh, appeal to meatless grilling, to meatless meals in general, uh, is growing. Um, you know, I would say uh, I'm vegetarian at least once a week, twice a week. Tonight we had an amazing dinner. It wasn't grilled, uh, but uh, my son, who's a chef in New York, who actually owns a gastropub that specializes in sausage called Jake's Handcrafted, uh, did falafel tonight. He mm. did. Homemade, made from scratch falafel. I got to tell you, it was the most delicious falafel I've ever had. And um, I'm actually contemplating writing a meatless uh, grill book. Um, I, I think more more of us want to eat this way. So, what's it like for your son to be to have you as a dad? Is there any pressure on him at all to be like? Uh, meeting any footsteps or uh, are there any shadows or i mean has he been able to to differentiate himself enough to 
you know, the last name sounds the same, but it's not like, oh, that's Stephen's son. Yeah. Well, you know, what he does is very different than what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, very proud of what he does. Uh, it's funny. Uh, the older he gets, the less uh, stupid I become. You know, when he was 20, uh, <laughs> it was like I didn't know anything. And, you know, now, uh, tw- 20 years later, gee, I actually know a few things, too. Uh, but he... Uh, his specialty is uh, sausage, very unusual sausage. Like he has, this will be of interest to your listeners, uh, a double uh, double smoked brisket sausage where mm. the binding of the sausage is ground brisket. And then he chops and incorporates burnt ends into the brisket. And that sausage is smoked a third time. So it's really? just, it's insane, guys. Only and, uh, available in his restaurant? Only available at the restaurant. Okay, where's that? Uh, it's in Brooklyn, South Slope. It calls, it's called Jake's Handcrafted. Wow. Next Jeez. time you're there, you let me know, Greg. Uh, right. We'll go there together. All right, very good. We will make sure that that happens when I get up there. Um, so let's. Uh, we've talked about the meatless burgers, yep. but of course, uh, I, actually, if I may say, I, yep. I'm sort of the next breath. Uh, I just got back from the photo shoot for my next book, mm-hmm. which is a book called The Brisket Chronicles, and uh, that's a book about brisket all over the world in every incarnation. So uh, you know. Don't worry, I'm not going over to the dark side. I'm uh, fascinated and passionate about meatless grilling, but uh, my next book is you can't get much more meaty than brisket. July 4th is not only the nation's birthday, but somehow also incorporated into either one of the most fantastic or gruesome events, which is the Nathan's 4th of July hot dog eating contest, which has been owned for like the last 10 years by Joey Chestnut. I know you're a big hot dog fan. I saw on your blog that you had actually done some hot dog recipes as well or or, or suggestions what's your favorite way to prepare a hot dog and what's your favorite hot dog uh my favorite hot dog is uh, hebrew national Mm -hmm. my favorite way to prepare it uh is either split down the center butterfly open direct grilled until it's almost burnt uh or a new way i've been doing a lot is called hedgehogging the hot dog that is when you uh, score it in a crosshatch pattern on all sides. So when you grill it over a hot fire, it sort of bursts open like a hedgehog. Uh, the idea behind both methods is you try and expose as much of the meat as possible to the fire. So you caramelize all the animal proteins, melt out a little bit of the fat. Uh, it's a fantastic way to cook a hot dog. Stephen, at the and risk, that, by the way, in the new book uh, Project Fire. At the risk of sounding sacrilegious, which I know uh, many times during our conversations I have done unknowingly to you, but I think I might knowingly do this. Would we not want to recommend boiling a hot dog? Because I have to admit, while I never had salmon and I've never done all these great things, I really like a good boiled hot dog. Well, maybe it's because you're from Cleveland or, uh, I don't know, maybe it's uh, because you're a millennial or a Gen X or whatever the hell. I am Gen X, for sure. Absolutely. No, uh, folks, do not boil your hot dogs. This is an act against nature. Uh, Hot grill, char the hot dog, uh, burnt, you know, uh, charred equals flavor. Boiling, I mean... You know, there's a, a tenth circle in, ho- in in hell for people that boil stuff. So. All right. And in, in hell, I am headed in a handbasket. Uh, Stephen, I just mentioned that uh, the, the hot dog eating contest ha- happens on July 4th. Joey Chestnut actually broke the record this year. 74 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. 
I cannot imagine. So if we get up on the stage to go mano e mano with Joey Chestnut, how many hot dogs are you cramming down in 10 minutes? And be honest. I, I am good for uh, two hot dogs max. It's not about quantity. It's about the quality. And uh, I'll leave it to Joey, but I have no interest in that. I think in 10 minutes, uh, going on quantity alone, because I boil hot dogs, so obviously quality is not my forte, I think I could probably get six down. And you could f- eat six hot dogs. I think I, in, in 10 minutes, yes. And I, I think my question would be, why? I don't know. Why does he yeah. eat 74? I mean, I get he makes a lot of money doing it, and he's whatever famous he is. But I think if I had to, I could probably do six in 10 minutes and the first three i could probably do in two minutes because the first hot dog to me uh, eating hot dogs is the law of diminishing return the first one is absolutely amazing and then you're like that was so good i gotta have the second one but the second one wasn't as good and somehow i fool myself into thinking the third one will recapture the first one and then it's all downhill from there but i think i could force six down if i had to yeah for me uh you know it's a well Michael Pollan, you know, the great food guru said it, and I, I really believe it. Eat less meat, eat, but eat better meat. And I try and do that in everything I do. Of course, you know, a hot dog, it's really attention to the details, right? Uh, it's got to be a brioche hot dog bun. You got to brush it with butter. You got to grill it. I mean, that goes without saying, right? You have, a, have to have a naturally fermented uh, sauerkraut to mm-hmm. go with it, right? You have a really good mustard, like a Dijon-style mustard or a Dusseldorfer-style mustard. You, you char in that hot dog to get all those rich caramel Maillard flavors. You know, I mean, one or two of those, and uh, and, and and why why overeat? Weirdest thing you have eaten, both from your perspective and then perhaps from what a normal person might consider weird, because you have extensively traveled. It is one in the same dish. It's oh. found in Greece. It's called cocorezzi, and to make it, you uh, start with a uh, sheep's brains, sheep's thymus gland. Let's see, you have heart, lungs, liver, oh. kidney, spleen, all skewered on a giant skit, wow. skewer, and to hold it all together, you wrap the whole shebang in sheep's intestines, season with oregano, uh, olive oil, salt, pepper, cooked on a spit uh, over a charcoal fire. Mm. I like to think of it as haggis on a spit. Uh, it sounds weird. It is weird, but you know what? It's not completely awful. In fact, I've actually ordered it and had seconds. Is that a cook to well, or how, how do yeah, you know when well. the when yeah, the pretty the, well, pretty yeah. well. Wow. You don't want to eat a lot of those organs uh, rare. <laughs> I can't imagine, uh, and that's why we're talking with Stephen Reichlin. Hey, and you know, I this my, my job is to go out and eat this stuff, so you you, you don't have to. That's right. Look at the sheltered life I lead compared to you. I'm boiling hot dogs for crying out loud. Stephen Reichlin, uh, barbecuebible.com, his website, obviously uh, the TV show Project Fire and the new book, of course, Project Fire as well. Stephen, always appreciate you showing up here the third Tuesday of every month, and we will look for you again in August. Always a pleasure, Greg. Thanks. There he is, Stephen Reichlin. Yeah, I think that's going to be the last time he does my show. Here via the Traeger Gross Hotline. Well, you know, it only took like eight years to finally offend Steven, but I think I did it when I told him that I will. I like a good boiled hot dog. I don't know what good hot dog, you know. I will boil a hot dog, get the water up to boiling. 
drop in the schween, take it off the water, let it go seven minutes. Man, I love it. And maybe it's because I grew up going to uh, horrible Cleveland Indians games where the hot dogs were boiled and, as Dan Patrick say, the mustard is gray. The ballpark mustard. If you've never had ballpark mustard, it's a delight. Bertman's. Anyway, that might have been Stephen Reichlin for the very last time here on this show. In the meantime, go to BigPapaSmokers.com, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, the curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies. Get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From award-winning rubs and sauces to American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. Whether you're the backyard guy like me or competition pro like Sterling, Big Papa's has something for you. Big Papa's is known for their championship rubs and seasonings. Popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit. And in the backyard, they offer 13 perfectly balanced flavors to transform ordinary into extraordinary. If you're looking to improve the competition barbecue recipe, Big Papa Smokers has combined forces with fellow rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what is now known as the West Coast Offense. Y'all know about that. They also are the proud owners of the award-winning Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everyone? Granny's traditional yet powerful flavors remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Find Granny's Barbecue Sauce and other top-rated sauces at BigPapaSmokers.com. How about cookers? You know they got them. They got the Mac 2-star General Pellet Grill, easy and versatile pellet cooker. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer. They even offer special packages. Nobody else does that. If you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast looking for durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M Grill from Texas, just what you need. They're built like tanks. If you're not a fan of either of those, try a pellet smoker. Take a look at the old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts to put on his competition barbecue trailer. Not sure what kind of grill you need? You really can't go wrong with any kind of grill or smoker featured on BigPapaSmokers.com. They have something for every kind of backyard cook. Check out their website. Shop their full selection. Call 877-828-0727 for any questions or visit BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. Open segment next, 216-220-0966 to get in. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. Be right back. The only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue. A man actually named Meathead. The author of a barbecue bible. Bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit them on Amazon.com to purchase as well. Maybe if the Amazon thing is still going, like isn't it Amazon Day for the next 36 hours, maybe CookinPellets.com is going to be on there as well. So again, that's CookinPellets.com to purchase or Amazon.com. Email from John Dawson. Rem, since you're trying to up your stakes, might I suggest that you go back and watch the 2015 SCA World Champion 
Darian Cosmo Kazravi's how-to vid. Good idea, John. I will do that. I will do that. Also, John Dawson weighing in. A novice isn't green or wet behind the ears, but Rempy's word world a novice is, wait for it, green behind the ears. That's right. I've done it. Come on. If Stevie R digs out, hmm, let me see if I can read it. P.S. If Stevie R digs out a book to answer every question, one might reasonably assume that dude has far too much free time on his hands. He might have too much free time on his hands, John. Green behind the ears is an actual term. I made it up. Suck it. I want to hear about that. Hey, joining me in studio right now are Maddie and Danielle. There they are. Hello. Uh, Let me get your mics on here. Maddie, say hello. Hello. And Danielle, say hello. Hello. Move that microphone closer to your face. Gotcha. Way closer. Is that better? Uh, Yeah, maybe. Once you get talking. You're off camera too, but that's all right. We can't see. So, what brings you? Uh, what brings you guys in this evening? Um, you asked me if I wanted to come in and talk about my surgery that I'm having on Friday. Mm, well, okay. You could have played it off a little better than that. Like I'm having knee surgery on Friday. I thought I'd come in and talk about it. Now it sounds like you've been brutalized into showing up on the show. No. 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 All right. Make sure that your mouth is near the microphone. Okay. Yeah. So, and then, Danielle, you need to go to your left and down. Right. There you go. <laughs> now we're all together. There you go. Just squeeze over. Danielle's but a, a, a very little girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, for the folks that haven't ever met you before, we've done some air checks before when I was headed out to Fort Worth, Texas for the National Barbecue and Grilling Association. Um, but uh, Maddie, tell everybody what grade you're going into and some of your live fire cooking interests and goals for your life. Uh, the both of us are going into 10th grade. 10th grade? I th- right? Yes. What? You don't yeah. know what grade you're going into? Sophomore. Yes, that's 10th grade. Very good. Yep. And Danielle, you are going into 10th grade? Yes, okay. I am. All right. And then, what, Maddie, what are some of your live fire cooking endeavors or goals for life? What does that mean? <laughs> Don't you have any goals? Like, I want to be able to cook a great pork butt, or one day I hope to own a Kalamazoo grill. I want to be able to make pizza. On the um, grill? The grill. Yeah. yeah. With right. the thing that we have. What thing is that? The pizza stone? Made by Green Mountain Grills. Correct. Oh, Amy. Good job. We've done it. Uh, what about you, Danielle? What are your live fire cooking goals? You like to eat live fire cooked stuff? Um, yes. You get a lot of that at home. Yes. Who's the kind grill of. master slash live fire cooking expert in your house? My dad, also. Yeah. D. Wayne. Yes. Okay. What is his specialty? Um. He doesn't. I don't really know. Um, 
I don't think he has like one good thing, if that makes sense. Like, he doesn't have one good thing. No, no, it's all I mediocre mean, like, at best. Well, like they're all like good, but there's not one that's like way better, if that makes any sense. So if he said Danielle tonight, I'm gonna be making something. What What would you like? What's your favorite? Like, what would come to your mind? What's your favorite thing? Um. Everybody can see you wiping your nose. That's gross. <laughs> Remember, you're on camera, professionals. <laughs> I kind of forgot. Yeah. Um, I don't burgers. Yeah, probably just like burgers. Mm, um, grilled burger. chicken's a good one. Oh yeah, yeah, just plain old grilled chicken. I'm not much of a steak fan. Really? Mm. Really? Why? You don't like steak, or it's not cooked right, so you've become a non-fan? No, I've just never really liked it that much. Like I've never sat there and been like, "Ooh, a good steak sounds good right now." Uh-oh. Wow. Give her the boo. Just when I think Ooh. I couldn't like you any less. <laughs> you've done it. All right, Maddie. So you've teased in the very beginning that Friday you're going in for a knee operation. I am. Give us a little background on exactly how this happened and or why what happened from a tragic standpoint that now requires surgical repair to put you on the road to mend. Well, in October. Close to the mic. In October 2017, I dislocated my right kneecap. How? Stretching at basketball practice. Stretching? You know this. (laughs) Maddie, we're painting a picture for the listening audience who doesn't know. The thousands and thousands. Okay. Then I got an MRI. And they said everything was fine. Yes. But I knew not everything was fine. Because? I was still having pain. Okay. And then last Wednesday. Microphone. Last Wednesday, I re-dislocated the same knee. Uh How? Getting onto my bed. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. So both instances of dislocation weren't like uh, you were uh, snatch lifting 500 pounds or you got in a heated argument with a car. No. Nothing like that? No. I can't even I mean, one of the times, Maddie and I had a little fist fight, but I mean. You didn't punch her in the knee? No. No. She Mm -hmm. kicked me. Yeah. You kicked her in the knee? It was purposeful. Just kidding. Just kidding. What? Oh. (laughs) We're over it. We're over it. Yeah, it's okay. We're we're past that. All right. So what ripped? My medial patellofemoral ligament, Mm. which is the ligament that holds your kneecap in place. Wow. That's a long word. Mm -hmm. Medial patellofemoral ligament mm-hmm. and how are they going to reattach it i'm not sure he they, told me they gonna he's be gonna... anchors and screws and such yes hardware as it were mm-hmm. and what's your recovery time like three to four months of... not you you can't put any weight on it for three to four months well no it's partial weight bearing mm. with tolerance like yes as tolerated. as tolerated there right. we go Mm-hmm. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not at all and 10 being I can't wait, where do you rate your excitement for this? Oh, wait. Negative 5. Negative 5? That's not good at all. I don't want surgery. Yeah. Well, being 15, going on 16, not fun to have your first knee surgery then, but... No. 
you know, you're young and you're still kind of rubbery, so you should be able to snap back pretty good. Let's see. If I was having knee surgery at my age, that would be it. I'd have to cut my leg off. Oh. Yeah. I don't think so. So just think about what it'll be like when you're 30 years older from now. Well, they said I won't need knee surgery 30 years from now. Oh, what are they going to do? What's going to happen? Nothing. They're going to fix it on Friday. Oh, great. <laughs> All right. Well, good. See, you have your whole rest of your life to look forward to using that knee however you want. I guess so. You can kick Danielle in the face and pay her back for punching you in the knee. Good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I was just talking with Stephen Reichlin. He's the world famous live fire cooking person. Maddie knows who. Danielle, do you know who Stephen Reichlin is? Yes or no? No. <laughs> I mean, yes. Wow, I can't believe she that lied. She does. I, I meant yes. She meant yes. I think you meant you're lying. Yes <laughs> and no are two very similar. We were talking words. about yeah. hot dogs. Ew. Hmm. Um, Maddie, do you like hot dogs? No. At all? No. Oh. No. So if I asked you what your, if you could have a hot dog prepared any way, what's your favorite way? In the trash. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Danielle, do you like hot dogs? Um, If it's like, you know, at a party and it's the only food there, then sure, I'll eat it, but it's not my go-to. No? So do you have a favorite way to, someone would prepare a hot dog for you to be all jazzed up about it or no way? Um, With some onions and ketchup. Yeah, grilled or boiled? Either or. Really? I mean. I'll have you know that I told Stephen Reichland that I liked boiled hot dogs. And he's like, that is sacrilegious. You should never. There's a special place reserved in hell for people that like boiled hot dogs. He said it. Have it on tape. I think, and also it might be the last time he ever shows up on the show because I think I highly offended him. He said there was a special place in hell for people that like boiled hot dogs. So bad news, Danielle. You and me are going to be in the same special place in hell. Well, I'll be there way sooner than you will, but I'll be there burning and waiting for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, Maddie. So, any parting thoughts before Friday's big day? Mm. No. No. <laughs> no. Like, see you next Tuesday for an update or anything like that. Probably not. Probably not next Tuesday, but next next Tuesday. Two weeks from Tuesday. Yes. All right. Well, I guess we'll just see how that how that goes. Mm-hmm. All right, well, sit in for the rest of the segment. We only got three minutes left here. I'm joined by Danielle to what you're appearing to be my left and Maddie, my middle daughter and favorite, by the way, <laughs> most pretty. We'll keep that what between us that? and the tens of thousands of people listening. <laughs> uh, breaking news. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. That's right. We've got all the production ladies just fade back. Uh, this is Greg Rampey reporting from the Breaking News Desk here in Cleveland, Ohio, and I have a story submitted to me by Tennessee Embedded Correspondent of the Barbecue Central Show, Steve Ray, who reports to me that Mike McLeod, creator of the World Food Championships, ladies uh, familiar with the World Food Championships, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Daniel's lying. <laughs> He announced at the five-star food fight this past weekend in front of approximately 1,500 people that the final World Food Championships table 
will be Thanksgiving night live on television, a network television station. Ladies, on a scale of one to five, one being I'm fast asleep and five being I'm jumping out of my skin, your rating, Danielle? Wait, my rating of what? How excited are you? Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to give it a solid three. Solid three. All right. Yeah. Uh, Maddie, one to five rating. Four and a half. Four and a half. Mm. Semi-skin rippage <laughs> for Maddie. Um, Mike did not say which network will be airing this program. Again, which network television station will be airing this or what time it would air. But as we all know, Thanksgiving, aside from being the second biggest movie night of the year, is also a huge television viewing day. So Mike McLeod has once again uh, changed the final table scenario completely. Second time in two years, that'll be completely changed. Chattanooga obviously has a huge culinary scene. Mostly thanks to embedded correspondent Steve Ray from the Barbecue Central show. Uh, Danielle and Maddie, you would agree that Steve Ray is probably the biggest single momentum factor in Chattanooga's culinary come to life, you would say? True or false? True. True. Okay. I agree. Mike McLeod has been booked on this show next Tuesday in this very segment, the 935 segment, to discuss more details on the new World Food Championships final table, once again, announced this past weekend at the Five Star Food Fight. There's going to be Thanksgiving Food Championships to watch. Network and time to be announced. All right, ladies, that's it for you. It's getting hot in here. I know it is because I have to do a whole nother hour here. Why don't you get a fan? In the sweat box. Yeah, to blow all the hot air around so I can convection cook like a piece of <laughs> eggs. Forget it. A piece it. of egg. Maddie, yeah, that I'm going to get enough flack from John Dawson about what I'm saying. I don't need to hear it from you. Okay. Thanks for uh, stopping by. I hope you had a great time. Wonderful time. Right. Mm-hmm. Mute, mute your mics here so you can just go ahead and take it off and exit stage right. In the meantime, I'm going to talk to the fans about the Barbecue Guru, longest-running sponsor of the show. They've always believed that outdoor cooking should be easy because why? It can be especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the Monolith do the work of a sous chef or barbecue pitmaster. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill. You can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. Consistency! If you have any questions, you call them 800-288-GURU. They will make sure they answer all of your questions, so you buy with confidence. You can also visit their website, bbqguru.com, to check out the full supply and products offering portfolio. Thanks again to Bob Trudnack and the gang over at the Barbecue Guru in Westminster. Jason King saying, horse meat hot dog eating challenge. That could happen. Anywhere but the United States, evidently. Also asking me, do you drink the hot dog water after that, too? Uh, That's gross. 
We stepped out of here. That is gross. I might be living in a special place in hell when I expire. I will not break all of the rules and drink hot dog flavored water. By the way, that's my favorite Limp Biscuit album, chocolate, uh, chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Who doesn't love that? Stephen Reichlin once said this phrase. It would make uh, cocaine seem like a bargain. He said that. That was him. It would make cocaine seem like a bargain. I mean, what kind of... I just saw that in my play deck. All right, that was Maddie Rempe and Danielle Wood. Two B sophomores. One having knee surgery this coming Friday. That's going to be great. One saying... Her favorite type of hot dog preparation is the trash. (laughs) It was my kid that said that. That was witty. All right, we're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. This segment brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck. Fireboard fully integrated with both. Knows those commands, learning new commands and skills. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. Or visit fireboard.com. What a great tool. If you're into that kind of tech, man, don't miss out. Fireboard. Uh, Once again, to recap, if you're just joining me here, Mike McLeod, creator of the World Food Championship, announced at the five-star food fight this past weekend in Tennessee, in front of approximately 1,500 people, the final World Food Championships table will not be months after the World Food Championships take place as it was this year and at the end of last year. Remember, that was a big three-month gap or so. Not going to happen this year. It will be Thanksgiving night, live on some type of network television. No network named, no time named. Mike McLeod booked for next Tuesday at 9.35 to discuss more. That is confirmed. I am breaking news, but that is confirmed. All right. In the meantime, tell all your friends and neighbors we have... A great second hour coming up, so you're not going to want to miss that. Tasty Bake Oven is in for an interview, as well as a number of other things. Remps, given that your studio seems to be located just outside the boiled hot dog ring of hell, you'll appreciate the open of that Cosmos vid I just sent you. All right. Maybe I'll run that at the top of the second hour, John. just outside the boiled hot dog ring of hell. I mean, the way the temperature is in the studio, it feels I'm smack dab right in the middle of the hot dog boiled ring of hell, or the boiled hot dog ring of hell. Man, oh man. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. 
refresh your cocktails. I'll refresh my water and see you back here in about 45 seconds to a minute. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. Be right back. <laughs> 